0: Triple M footy lives on, listener, thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.
1: So many great moments. All right, here we go. Three. So many thrills.
0: Oh, hang on. So God. many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present. Unbelievable. Oh. MG's Rugby League Rundown.
1: Yeah. MG's Rugby League Rundown. Finals time like a game of Jenga, MG. We are stacked and wobbly today. How are you, sir?
0: I'm fantastic. This is the best time of the year. Um, you know, obviously, origin takes precedence most of the time through the year, but once we get to spring, um, the weather starts getting a little bit warmer, spring in the step, and the top eight teams have found their way to some semifinal footy action.
1: And we're going to rip into all those games a bit later on, but we do have other things we want to get to. First off, and uh, people might call this self-indulgent, but they can all get stuffed. I want to play you a little bit of audio from something I said uh, at the very beginning of MG's Rugby League rundown for 2023. So I'd just like to say, I think the Cowboys could slide this year. How far? They could miss finals. Yeah. And, and allow me to present a roadmap.
0: Yeah, because your eyes got roadmaps, and them from smoking too much dope. <laughs> if you think that, if you think Just, they come at the eight, you are on, you are on heavy. I, I'm heavy not sedation. saying they
1: won't. I'm saying they
0: could. You, well, you, you've, well, I could say could on a lot of things as well. But okay. put your cags on the line and tell me whether they're going to make the eight or not.
1: I think they could miss final. <laughs> now, firstly, I would like an apology for you, from you, for the allegations yep. of uh, smoking substances.
0: Well, I'll apologise for my. Um, oh, actually, I'll say what what Fonzie. What Fonzie usually says. I was, I was, I was, I was sorry. Now that was a very bold, very bold statement, very bold prediction, and um, one that I didn't see coming. I must confess, mm. but you did. You saw something in the water, and I, I apologise for my assertion that you were huh? on the Uchi <laughs> coochie.
1: <laughs> look, I'll take it. Uh, look, I don't take any joy in being right. I would love to have seen the Cowboys there. I think they're a high quality side, but. Obviously no, not. Is, you obviously is, don't because you saw something this,
0: that was going to make them not turn the eight, so you didn't think they were that good. And they're not. This is this is
1: what you and I get paid to do, MGs, to analyse these teams and figure out uh, some bold predictions. That one landed. But question for you, Mad Monday. Yes. I think yeah. we can safely say it's dead as a, as a a in in the sense of what we, we knew it as, the, that idea of uh, yeah. the loose goose behaviour. Now, people will say that's probably a good thing because at times it it did lead uh, players and clubs to get into um, trouble, um, both legal and illegal trouble. But what, what do you think? Because we saw the footage of the Bulldogs um, at the homeless um, shelter serving out food. Wonderful. Well done to the players. Well done yes. to the club. It was a, a not just because it was on Mad Monday, but, but this is the sort of things that football clubs should and do do for the community.
0: There was a PR stunt that... Obviously, they went to the loaves and fishes there at Ashfield, and uh, uh, Bill Cruz's, uh, you know, foundations is as is a fantastic one serving the homeless. But um, I think exactly what we saw was just what we saw. We saw a, a bit of a cover up, you know. They, they've been diabolical all year, the, the doggies, and this was a PR stunt to, and, I, and I, it worked because I think seeing. That with all the photos and on a Mad Monday, I would like to have seen the Bulldogs do that every week actually through the year. Would have probably made them be a better team. Yeah. Um, but the fact they did it when all the shit hit the fan, um, I don't really pay much credence to it, to be honest. I, okay. I, I think it was a PR stunt, and I, and I think Mad Monday, as it was formerly known, has still got a, a place in our, our our calendar. You know, you can you don't you don't have to go out in the little pub and, and drink till you know three or four days straight after a, a, a wretched season. I'd, I'd suggest players these days get out of Do- get out of dodge, get out of the, get out of Sydney or New- or Queensland or or Melbourne or or, the, or New Zealand wherever you're playing and, and go somewhere where it's, you're not so recognisable, and you can still have fun with your mates. Um, it's 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 a shame that we're saying that, but I think in its current format, Mad Monday hasn't really got a place in our society with the way things have gone. We are. We are really, really woke mm. as a society and I don't think that rugby league players, I don't think it's in their best interest to go out in the, on a Monday and with with, uh, with cameras and, and prying yep. lenses uh, watching every move they make. So uh, yeah, look, the Bulldogs, good on them for doing what they did, but I would like to see them do it without uh, the, the fanfare, without the photos and the cameras there as well.
1: That's a good point, actually. And you're right, NG, you banged on about this for years, that every every phone is a camera these days. Every phone is a loaded device that can catch players out who are misbehaving. And I guess if if players or clubs can't trust themselves to do the right thing, then they're probably best off avoiding those sort of activities. But having said that,
0: I well, do so just, miss... Just is just, just in for a quick sec, don't forget, most of these guys, most rugby league players these days don't drink alcohol through the season. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, it's very sparingly. And then yep. you present them with a... Um, you know a, a, a smorgasbord of of food and a and day beverage.
1: where yeah go nuts
0: and they go nuts enough after 3 hours they're all legless and they can't handle it which is yep. you know it's and that's when things go south so yeah
1: i it's i do miss i do ugh. When it was done well, I do miss the cheekiness of Mad Monday, if that makes sense. I think, yeah, yeah, the dressing I, I up look and at stuff. What Ge- I look at what the Geelong Cats do in the yeah, AFL still, and they still do it well. It's basically like, righto Media, be out the front of the pub, the same pub they go to in Geelong every year, and you'll get the parade. You'll get the parade of us all, and then bugger off and leave ourselves to our own devices to enjoy ourselves. So there seems they seem to have nailed that agreement down, and it's yeah. a shame that it... it I, I don't. It's the Afghanistan mindset of of NRL that the media can't just go along and enjoy the cheekiness of a Mad Monday. It's constantly searching for that uh, that misbehaviour, and on the other side of the coin, the players often serve it up.
0: Yep, anyway. you're right. And you'll, you'll probably see a few of the, the teams that are finishing the top eight have a respectful Mad Monday and probably go somewhere and. And they might dress up. They might, you know, I, I've always said that the best Mondays would be to wherever the home ground is. Just to say, that, there's boys, there's a few uh, cartons mm-hmm. of drink in there. There's food in there. The last year's probably 12, 13 hours. We're going to let you in. Then we're going to we're going to take your phones off you, and we're going to lock the gates. Yeah. Do what you want. Go Do go crazy.
1: Want. Yep. Okay. Let's let's move on. Speaking of teams, there's a team you've created, MG. You have. Come up with your M Team of the Year. This is who you think... the. When is the awards night? It can't be too far I'm away. Sure. I'm not sure. I don't know be whether it's...
0: Uh, it would be, be shortly because it's usually after the season proper finishes we see all our award nights happen. And uh, by the way, just quickly while we're on that, uh, these players so far have got their individual accolades for their individual clubs, which are the Warriors, Sean Johnson, Manly mm-hmm. DCE. Uh, these blokes have been crowned the Player of the Year at their respective clubs. Uh, Gutho at the Eels. Joe Tarpany at the Raiders, that's uh, back-to-back for him. Uh, young uh, Kiraz for the Dogs, great great oh, result for him. Nice. Um, uh, Dragons, it's uh, Blake Laurie. Uh, Tigers, it was uh, Doreen Dero- Buller scooped up the Players Player, the Rookie of the Year, and the Kelly Barnes Medalist for the Best Player. So we got three yep. awards, Doreen Buller. So uh, as the awards keep coming in, we'll let you know this time mm-hmm. next week on the podcast as well. But, um, right, yeah, give me them.
1: your team of the year, and I okay. will, at the end of it, I'll tell you how many players have changed from last year's team as well. Okay.
0: Well, this guy wasn't in it last year. Rhys Walsh is a, mm-hmm. with uh, Edwards and Ponga obviously breathing down his neck. Um, my wingers are Dallin Wattini, Zelezniak, and Jermaine Osako, who finished uh, top try scorer and top uh, point scorer, mm-hmm. which is the first time it's happened since 1990. Mal Meninga was the last. What person about to do Dallin
1: Martini Zalesniak? What about great him year. the transformation he's had at the Warriors since he moved Fantastic. there? From the Dogs. He's become it's a real leader result. at the club.
0: Yeah. Um, I, Makes good watches too. Yes, the, the, him and his brother, Malachi, mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. Um, in the centres, it's uh, Bradman Best and Stephen Crichton. I think they speak mm-hmm. for themselves. Both yeah. uh, starred in the third game of for New South Wales. Crichton's had a mag- magic year. Um Ezra Mam is my five eight. Nice. Great. I think pick. he's had a I think he's had a really good season. He's been one of the fines of the year, one of the most improved players of the year. And the only thing that'll stop the the Broncos from going all the way is at the moment he's going through a contractual dispute and I don't like it. I don't like it. Um Dobbo, just
1: on that update for, for people that are interested, yep. Dobbo with all the mail, the Dolphins really gonna test the waters with Ezra Mam. They want him, they'd love to get him, they're gonna try their best. Broncos, ultra confident. Ultra, okay. ultra confident of keeping him.
0: Well, I think the Raiders will chase him too with White and going as well. Mm. Uh, halfback, and I think Dalian player of the year will be Sean Johnson. Uh, yep. My front row is uh, Payne Haas and Adam Fanua Blake with Harry Grant as my hooker. In the back row, mm. I've got uh, Liam Martin and Ola Kawatu. Wow. And, my lock, and my, lock, my lock is Pat Carrigan. <sighs> Coach of the year will be Ivan Cleary. Yep. And Dalian player of the year will be Dal. Uh, Dallas Johnson would be Sean Johnson.
1: <laughs> Imagine if Dallas Johnson won the Dally M Player of the Year. Uh, okay, how many without knowing? How many players do you think retain their spots from last year's in your in the team you've picked this year? I would say four. MG, I
0: would say three. One, one.
1: You've only got one player from last year's Dally M Team of the Year. Is that
0: Harry Grant? Payne Haas.
1: That's it. Appy Corasau was the hooker last year. Yep. So in last year's team, uh, you had Teddy at fullback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You had your wingers oh, were Troll. Suali and Alex Johnston. Mm-hmm. Your centres were Joey Manu and Val Holmes. Your 5'8 was Cam Munster. Your halfback was Nico Hines. He obviously won the M as well. Your front rowers were Payne and Joseph Tarpany. Your hooker was Appy. Second rowers were Viliami Kikau and Jeremiah Nanai. And your lock was Isaiah Yo. Wow. So that is, and, and Todd Payton different. was the coach of the year as well. How, so
0: How the times have changed.
1: Sweeping changes. <laughs> yes. Sweeping changes. I like it though, MG. We'll keep tabs on that when the awards actually happen, see how you go against okay. what the experts have picked. Now, we are going to get to the games. Don't worry. Fear not. We will be previewing these games. But, MG, you wanted to for the, the fans of the teams that didn't make finals this year. You just wanted that throw a throw a little bit of an eye over their seasons yeah so why don't we start from ninth down to 17th why don't we start with the bunnies and just give us a little bit of a an overview of how you see the season going and maybe something that they need to address in the off season.
0: number one they've got us they've got to address the the elephant in the room which is the the rumor and innuendo that's keep we keep hearing out of the club we've got when you're losing games, it always happens. Um, but at the moment, Jason Demetrio, looks like he's hitting his head up against a brick wall. Mm. Uh, rumors of Latrell and, and Cody Walker, you know, not training with the other guys and doing a lot more physio and a lot more on the massage bench. Um, you know, these things have got to be eradicated. They've got to just cut to the chase. They've got to have an off-season where they just bunker down and say, come on, boys, we've got the team here to, you know, Jack Whiten's about to arrive. We've got a team that can go all the way. Let's start, act, let's start playing like it and acting like it and, we did everyone on the same page. Um, what about think, the
1: suggestion that Jack White and Luttrell could shift away from fullback?
0: I no. saw that reported during the week. Well, so did I. But they said to go to center so he can get more ball. But that doesn't make sense because center gets hardly any ball in a game. The fullback is the bloke who gets the most ball in a game. They get yeah. between you know 18 and 25 touches a game. So I don't think that makes sense. You've got to have Luttrell at fullback. He, on, his, on his day, he's the best fullback in the game. On his day, he's the best center in the game. So I, Jack White a center. I, I don't think he's a five eight. I think he'll be. You know, he goes to the club as a, as a center. They obviously they're stronger. Um, they've had the season from hell. One of the most disappointing seasons from a club on record. Um, so the only way is up. For the uh, as Yaz would say back in the nineteen eighties, the only way is up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and if you bit... look
1: at if if you look at that best team on paper next year with Latrell at fullback with Jack in there's Jack White in the centers, um. Uh, with Cody and the Haas, Damien Cook's still at nine, Cam Murray's there, Jai Arrow's there, Carl Matungi. it's still an incredibly stacked team. Campbell Grahams, so they should really be bouncing back. But the headline yeah, but, from no, MG and the Bunnies is to stop the leaks. South stop City. the leaks. Stop the there leaks. There we
0: go, stop the leaks. Put the, Parramatta? Put the, uh, put the, yeah, put this, the cork in the, in the moat.
1: <laughs> Parramatta, sliding from a grand final to finish 10th.
0: Disappointing um, is is an understatement. I think depth was there. What was what killed them in the end. Um, again, we go back to the f- the first three weeks when they lost them three games. There was no Madison in that game. We know what for. Uh, then they lost uh, Sean Laurie, Sean Lane for a, a broken jaw. We've had Renal, Regan Campbell Gillard being injured in the game up at North Northern Territory mm-hmm. against the Broncos, and then a lengthy suspension. So, and then we've got you know, Dylan Brown and, mm-hmm. and Micah Sevo. So, the, the shining light is uh, Jermaine Hopgood for them. Um, finished. Second uh, in the competition on def- on tackles, and he was a real X factor for them. And I think they've mm. got to kind of start to get a team build a team around him because he's only a young fella. Uh, he's got a good ticker, um, and look, they'll they'll bounce back. They'll be, they'll I think they'll most definitely be in the eight next year. Um, you know, they missed they missed a lot of the, the the last month or so. They was kind of a little bit disorganised. You know, obviously Mitchell Moses, you know, didn't play the last couple of games because of his injury. So. Uh, they'll be right. I think the ears will be fine. They, just need, they need to bolster their depth, I think. If there's, a, there's one thing I would, you know, with the, probably one of the second or third biggest junior nurseries in the, in the world, um, Parramatta have got to start producing their own more and, and they've got to start it yesterday.
1: Like that, like that. Um, yeah, Jermaine Hopwood, of course, got in, became into the frame for State of Origin this year mm. as well. So, yeah, he, he certainly had a breakout year. What was a disappointing year, um, but it was Murphy's Law for them, MG. What could go wrong did go wrong this year yep. for the Parramatta Eels, so they'd be hoping they don't have that same sort of luck next year. North Queensland Cowboys, some of the uh, greatest analysts of the game had them make, getting to a <laughs> grand final, and then others said they wouldn't make finals. But uh, yep. here they are finishing 11th. How do you surmise their season?
0: Um, I just called the Eels' season disappointing. Well, time's up by two with the Cowboys because... I think they missed they missed Val Holmes in the last few games without suspension. The, their game against Penrith last weekend, when they had semi-finals beckoning, um, they capitulated in a big way. Uh, for their own coach to come out and say there's only one player who turned up, and that was Leilua, mm. um, while he's sitting there next to his, his captain in Tamalolo, um, I. I Something is missing from the Cowboys, and they've, they've missed it all year. They've, they've been hot, they've been cold, they've been, there's been a flurry of, of games they've put together where they look like they're contenders, but then all of a sudden they play that game last weekend against the Panthers, and they look like just an also-ran. And you need more from a, from a catchment area of North Queensland where they've got so much to pick from. You know, they've, um, I think they should have at least, at least made the eight, and the fact that they haven't, uh, they need a massive review this season to see what's going to happen next year. Can I propose a theory that I've just thought of while
1: you're talking? Remember last year we heard all about the preseason. Todd Payton, mm. the, Todd Payton put them through with running that hill, and and it sounded like a a torturous preseason that bound this team together. And yep. then if you remember, after South Sydney won the grand final under Madge McGuire. There was a there was all these whispers of the players had had enough because Madge yeah. was such a taskmaster and really drove the standards and the expectations and it was constant relentless. Is there potential that maybe the Cowboys just they can't they needed to have a better look at how they prepared for this year? Maybe they were just like it, a it bit fatigue setting in really.
0: Um, yeah, I I I That's just a theory, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, out loud. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I I it's a it's a fair enough theory as well, but it seems to be a, a common theme amongst those players that are underachieving these days that they're training too hard. Um <laughs> you know, it's 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 a game where you gotta train your ass off. This is that's that's part of the luster. That's part of why you play rugby league, because you you train unlike most other sports in the world. Mm. Um, and most of the time it's in the middle of summer when you're doing your hardest stuff. And, you know, that's the reason I I've told you many, many, many times I, I retired because I couldn't do another preseason. It's, it just you've, never heard,
1: to, you've never heard the Melbourne Storm players complain about training too hard, have you? Penrith in, in 40 degrees Penrith degree right heat. now. No. You, 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 you don't, don't hear you, them complain about training too I've never too heard hard. the Roosters
0: complain. I've never heard nah. the Broncos complain about training. I've never heard them complain about mm. training. You know, we had a couple of barbs thrown across from the Cobos of the world and that went about Kevvy last year but I think that's a water under the bridge. I think they've yeah. had to get Kevy style. Um yeah, you never hear it. You never hear it. Well, it's it's the the teams that are struggling. You hear it from. It's it's a nope. never-ending saga. So boys there the question is do you really want to be a rugby league player because a lot of people want the money. The the big money f- that comes with rugby league, but a lot of them don't want to do the the hard stuff and that's mm. a training for it. Manly.
1: Funny old season for Manly, What's you so? feel like I Daily with- Church. Dow Chavins yeah, uh, held the level and everyone yeah, else kind of wobbled around him.
0: I he, look if Sean Johnson didn't have such a massive year, DCE would have been close to he might even go close to winning the Dallium because his last six weeks were almost yep. impeccable. Um but yeah, look I think that I think they're gonna be good next year with I think Luke Brooks is gonna have a standout season. I think him going there is is a is a, is a really good uh, buy. I think Young Schuster's gonna find himself in the off season in the back row. Um they, they finished just outside the eight, they come out, they said, Come home with a wet sail, but they were never really going to cause much drama without Tommy Turbo fit. And that's going to be the ongoing ongoing you know, narrative of, of Manly. Every, all eyes will be on Tommy. Um, yeah, we've seen what they can do when he plays in their team. We've seen them play basically a couple of seasons without him now. Um, I just hope they're not getting comfortable too comfortable without him because they need him more than ever.
1: Anthony Seabold's still the right man.
0: I think so. I think for the time being, you've got to give him at least another season. I think another season with uh, t- you know, with a full arsenal of players, mm-hmm. I, I think you've got to at least give him that um, to see what he can do with them. But I, I don't I, think he's going to get much leverage.
1: I think he'll be the coach under the most pressure to start next year. I, uh, just looking at the list, everyone who's made finals. I think, think
0: Demetrio is.
1: Uh, oh, Demetrio as well. Demetrio as well. But I think Demetrio, there's, there's a more clear path back to the finals for Demetrio and the Bunnies team manly i don't know if it's as obvious how they get back there you you're relying on tommy turbo staying fit essentially so
0: anyway well when you uh, look at all the teams below when you look at, you, you make a point because when you look at all the teams below them um they've all got either new coaches or they're new to the club so that's it yeah um so they're not they're not in danger new, them clubs
1: let's keep rattling coaches. through those clubs you talk about the dolphins first season in uh, the competition they finish with nine wins nine wins for a season where most people didn't have them winning more than 3
0: yeah, they over overachieved big time, especially in the the first half of the season where they were fantastic. They they, they obviously fell away towards the end of the year, and that was a lot of depth. Situ- but I, I think they were great. I think I think they were a reason we've seen record number of crowds roll through the gates. Um, the crowds at the NRL this year have gone up by 22 percent, and I think a big reason for that is we had fresh meat in the in the competition. We had fresh meat who were competitive. If they come in the competition and lost their first eight games, it would have been the opposite effect. I think they they were the, the barometer for a lot of that stuff that happened. Really good uh, the stuff that happened really good in the season was early. Yep. Uh, the Dolphins were the, the the beneficiaries of that, and I, I think that they are a good team. Good team to watch. They've got some good players there going next year. H- Farnworth and Avarillo and and uh, the big front rower from the Broncos, Flegler. So there's three buys for them that uh, basically they needed, and I think they've got them, and I think they'll make the eight next year.
1: You're so spot on about the vibe that they started at this at the beginning of the year, because had they f- uh, stalled on the start line, you know, had they got flogged, everyone would have and, said, "I
0: told you, I told you, uh, this was a waste uh, of time." Uh, uh, and all and the do- narrative would have said, been that, the, we the compi- that we don't need we don't need 18 teams. We need 50. It. Yeah, so they were. That's it. The narrative would, would have been that the,
1: the talent pool wasn't deep enough. Wayne's passed it. Etc. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But because they did what they did.
0: Now we're talking about f- 18 teams.
1: It led us into Magic Round. It led us into Origin. Hammer's a star. It was, it was a great feeling. And I don't know if there's a coach's award that they handed at the Dallium to a club, but it should be handed out to the Dolphins.
0: Mm, I agree. I agree. Gold
1: Coast Titans. <coughs> Cannot yeah, believe that they finished the lowest ranked Queensland team. Yeah, I know.
0: Look, Green shoots. Green shoots there. Um obviously gr- the the greenest is Des Hasler going there. Um I think he'll turn them into a hard ass team who will have they'll demand respect from the opening game of the season next year and he'll do that for them. I think I- I'd like to know what their roster looks like. I don't know whether they've signed any new players. You you, you live there, Not yet. um what's what's the what's the vibe?
1: not yet oh look i think there's a, there's an optimism there's a real optimism i think because they parted ways with holbrook when they did and they had kind of the back end of the year to let that decision Disappear into the background, as it were. Jim lenahan did a uh, um, a yeah. good job just holding him over through to the end of the year. But there's this optimism because when you look at the list and when you look at the personnel, you know there's you've got Tino, you've got Dave Fafita, who both extended long term now. You've got Mo Fodaweka, so you've got three origin forwards there. Now I'm gonna I'm forgetting his name, big fellow who did his knee. At the very beginning of the year who was oh, yeah, uh, part firmer. of origin calculation. Bo Firma. Uh, another one who had he would he been there. Now Sammy Verrells arrived as the number nine, had some injury concerns. Chris Randall did a wonderful job. I think you saw in the back half of the year Jim Lanahan might have solved the puzzle for Des Hazler which is Jaden Campbell's gotta be your fullback. Now we figure out how best we use A. J. Brimson. I still don't know if their halves are like Kieran Foran is a warrior. He is I mean, you can't not love the way he plays
0: football. He'll be five eight under Desi. I I think it's more how long? I think, how it's, long? More, I but think for it's more pretty Well maybe a season. I, I yeah. think and then they're gonna they'll they'll Ben Hunt will find his way up there eventually, I think.
1: And if he does, great. Tanner Boy's just signed an extension, so I imagine he'll probably get Tanner Boy's get a good clubman. Tanner Boy's a yes. really good clubman who's a yes. great 14.
0: Yep. Jaden Campbell's got to be half a 5'8". I think mm-hmm. Brimson's got to stay at fullback. I think Brimson is, Oh, you
1: think the other way. Yep. I, don't I had a little...
0: Brimson hasn't got the ball play that uh, Campbell has. Campbell's got really shrewd defa- uh, attacking skills. Um, Brimson knows one way, and that's accelerate to 10. Yeah. Uh, straight out of the box. He's a... He's a, he's a, he's a He's a robust player with no subtleties about him. Where Jaden Campbell's got that little bit of seduction because of his, the way his dad played, and he's got that, you know, the the step. and the, uh, I think he's going to. I think he's a. I think he's a half or 5'8", Jaden Campbell in first grade. And I think the more he has the hands on the ball, the better the team playing will be. And I think. AJ Brimson's an out now at fullback. I don't think he's got, other than winger. I don't think he's a centre. I, you know, obviously he can play. Well, center. he got
1: when when there was a there was a moment a couple of weeks back when they played the Cowboys and they beat them at home and and AJ went off with an injury, then came back on and Jaden was already at fullback, so they moved him into the centres. Yeah, and he, and he looked all at sea. He looked like Damian Cook in state of origin. He was yeah. he was he was at yeah. sea at centres. So, um, just quickly, you mentioned Preston Campbell. Uh, I played a charity cricket game with Preston. The ah, other weekend, Preston. and uh, great to great to um, meet the man and chat to him in person, and and what a wonderful footballer yep. he was. Goes all right with the cricket bat too, by the way. Yeah, he's
0: uh, a good all rounder,
1: talented. But how's this story that he told me? And when he made his debut for the Gold Sharks. Coast Chargers oh, Gold in Coast 1998,
0: Sharks. do you know how much he weighed? Oh, he would have been like He would have been. He would, he would have been lucky to be seventy kilos. MG, according to. He weighed
1: 58 kilos. Wow. Apparently when he made his debut, the club bonused five kilos on because there was concerns about his stature. So they said he was 63. He was 58 kilos when he made his NRL debut, apparently.
0: Wow. (laughs) Insanity. He's a bloody
1: jockey. You've left things in a bathroom bigger than that. (laughs) Yeah, I have. (laughs) All right. Let's rattle through these last teams. Bulldogs, look, we've talked about them at length, their season as a whole. uh, What is Cam Serrato focusing in on this off-season?
0: Maybe not wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, do. That'll do. That's all I want to hear. That's great. Let's move on to the Dragons. Shane Flanagan to take the reins.
0: Yeah, Shane Flanagan. Look, he brings with him a lot of experience as a coach, as an analyst. He knows he's a winning grand finalist. He won a comp with the Sharkies back in 16. So he knows what it takes to win. Has he got the cattle to win it? No, not at the moment. He needs, to, he needs to get at least three or four players to the club that are going to help him win more games than they won this year. And at the moment, I don't see that side. Um, you know, I think for the fact that he's there, they might win two or three games more. But as it stands now, I think if they don't get any recruits, I think Dragons start favourite for the Wooden Spoon next year.
1: West Tigers, Benji. <coughs> Alone at the steering wheel next year.
0: Yeah, that's the way it should be. I think you got too many. What do they say about too many cooks spoiling the, the broth? Well, that happens at the Tigers. We, you know, we saw week in, week out that there was him and um, Timmy Sheens and Robbie Farah and and David Ferner, and uh, it's just it was just too many. When Benji's got the, the central figure, uh, he has total autonomy, and he says to the club, "I want to buy this bloke," and we go after him, and that's chasing because I. I know a footballer when I see one. Not to say Tim Sheens didn't. I'm I'm just saying that you need to be, as a a player, you need one voice coming in. You don't need four or five. Mm.
1: Righto. There it is. Nice review of the teams that didn't make finals. MG, let's preview these finals games. It starts Friday night Suncorp Stadium, the Broncos taking on the Storm. The Broncos wow. have not beaten the Melbourne Storm at Suncorp Stadium since round two of the 2009 season. Back then you had Israel Folau who just crossed from the Storm to play for the Broncos. Benny Teo was running around. Corey Parker was running around. It has been that long since the Bronx have beaten the Storm at Suncorp.
0: Yeah, I think Ivan Hunjek was the coach for the Broncos. Yes, back he then. was. So, so uh Look, at a massive hoodoo. It's a, it's a very, it's a hoodoo, and in, in they, they do exist. You know, I think at the moment Parramatta have got one on Penrith. Um, they just seem to have the wood over Penrith at the moment when they play, and I think Penrith, Penrith would be glad then in, in the eight. Um Other t- clubs have the 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 hoodoo over clubs, and at the moment this club has it. Can it can it last? I think it can. Oh, I think it can. I, I don't think it will. I, I, I think that the Broncos are a different Broncos this year. This is the, mm. this is a different team we're watching. I think that I I, I look at their two teams, I think they're both their four packs are very, very strong, and I think in the end it's going to be the back line from the Broncos that will win this game for them. You know, obviously Pappenhausen's back on the bench, but when you've got such a dynamic outside five that they're you know, to not have Corey Oates in your team because of of form, um, to put Jesse Arthur's on the wing mm. instead of him, it's it's a big it's a big signal you're going to play for, play, play speed.
1: Well, look, MG, and, and you're right. They, they picked Jesse Arthurs, which is an indication that uh, they want speed over experience. For Corey Oates, they're backing in this team. You mentioned the, the relative inexperience of these storm centres, um, Tom payer and Marion Seve. That is the – give me a player from – we'll do this for all the games. Your tip in the okay. storm, you think that it can continue, but give me a player who you think will embrace this big stage of finals best.
0: Um, I think Pappy's going to be the X factor. I'll, I'll give you an X factor for each go, each I game. I like it. Yes, uh, team. I think the X factor. I think the X factor is going to be Pappy. Um, a lot will hinge on when he comes on, how much energy he brings on, and I think for this might be this might sound funny to a lot of people, but I think the X factor is Billy Walters. Billy Walters is one of the most improved players in the competition, and he's done it the hard way, and I think that's made him really dogged. Everything he takes is, is something that he didn't think he had, and I love this. I love the way he plays. He plays wholeheartedly. He's improved immensely, and I think he could be the difference in the teams. He's he's coming up against the best hooker in the competition, in um, Harry Grant, and Mm. I think that I think Billy Walters will hold his own. If he does, the Broncos can win.
1: Oh, I love that prediction. We're going to do the MGX. It sounds like an adult toy store, but it's actually MG's uh, bold predictions for these players in these games. (laughs) Let's roll on to Saturday afternoon in the Riff, Blue Bet Stadium, Panthers, minor premiers once again. A three-peat is on offer. Now, unlike the Storm and the Broncos, who essentially have done a complete uh, shift change and brought in 17 new players... There's some consistency in the lineup here for the Penrith Panthers as they take on a Warriors team that does a similar shift change and brings back in one, two, three, four, five, six, eight new faces from yeah. last week.
0: And I suppose the the sixty four thousand dollar question is which one will work? Um, are these guys coming in fresh going to be hitting the ground running, or the guys who have played last week against the Cowboys? Is it momentum? And I think always think momentum wins over everything in rugby league. Mm. Um and I think I think look Sorensen and Mitch Kenny are both back who are fantastic defenders. Um I, I think look I, I they've got to start outside as the Warriors. We know that. And mm-hmm. I think no matter what, they're winners in this game because if they lose they get a home semi final. Uh, if they win they beat the best team in the competition in my opinion. So the Warriors And have got then they get to, a
1: home prelim final. They've
0: got nothing to lose. They've got nothing to lose. Um They've, they're all coming over on a private jet. The owner, the owner of the Warriors is putting them on a private jet so they don't have to worry about going through customs and all that type of jazz. So, yeah, look, it's, they, they're, they're taking it seriously. And I think Penrith will... I don't think it's going to be a flogging, but I think Penrith will prevail. I think and the X factors for this game, I think obviously I've named him in my Dallium team of the year. Adam Fenua-Blake up against Fisher-Harris and Moses-Leod who's going to be price of, price of admission alone. And then you've got, um, I think, on the other side, the guy with the the poker machine eyes, Liam Martin. I think just goes into a different mode when the, the bigger the game, the better he plays, and that's mm. that's a player who you want in your team. You know, he's ever since he's put his deal to bed, um, signed an extension. I think he's seen we've seen some of his best footy, and it's, it just goes to show you when you've got your future hanging over your over your shoulders, it's always a worrying thing. So the fact that he's got that um, put aside, I think Liam Martin's going to be the X factor for Penrith.
1: And there's so many great. I mean, you talk. You just spoke about the forwards, but the other thing here is you've got arguably the best player in the game in Nathan Cleary going up against the bloke who's probably been the best player of the season in Sean Johnson. You've got this yep. really organised, um, not not uh, a bit more of the Cooper Cronk mould halfback in Nathan Cleary going up against. Sean Johnson, who who we know the flamboyance and the flair and the off the cuff the football that he's been famous for. Um so you've yeah, it's got these like, contrasts. It's like having having Cronk against
0: Jonathan Thurston, to yes.
1: It's a great comparison. So oh, this is this is going to be... Oh, I can't believe the Panthers are a twenty. frankly. I think that's far too short for this sort of a, a game when the Warriors have done what they've done. But uh, well done to the owner of the Warriors, because remember yep. earlier in the season, he made a dick of himself with his comments about cheating refs and all the rest of it, brought unneeded attention on the team. So for him to yep. pony up and, and bring him over on a plane, that's, that's well done to him. Now we get to the elimination finals. It's loser leaves town for uh, the losers in these two games. Saturday night, wow. there's an eighty-three thousand seat stadium at Olympic Park. You've got a thirty thousand seat stadium at Combank. The Roosters would be able to accommodate forty-five thousand, but instead, just a neat little twelve thousand fans will be at Shark Park on Saturday night for this one. Roosters taking on the Sharks.
0: And you know what? That's just the way the Sharks want it. That's just the way they want it. I wouldn't have it any other way. If I'm if I'm a Shark, that's you've earned the right. Um, you know, you you've come where you've come, and you've you've come where you've come because you've got a You've played how you've played. Now you, you know, what you, get, you know, we're going to give you as a bit of a reward a home semi final in a in an amphitheatre of twelve thousand people. Who do, it's going to sound like twenty? Um, why that oh, move? Who cares about a, in this in this code? We're at about a million dollars. Who cares? Well, it's all about home advantage when it gets to this time of the year. That's so valuable. That's worth six to eight points for the Sharkies, and they're going to need every one of them six to eight points because the Roosters <laughs> are coming. The Roosters have won five in a row, and all of a sudden they've got their shit together and they're looking good. Um, Sam Walker's back in first grade he's my X Factor for the Roosters um, Nico Hines is obviously my X Factor for the Sharkies he wants to put all that bad demons behind him from last year's going out in straight sets um, Sam Walker wants to put the demons of the start of the season behind him uh, being dropped to New South Wales Cup and having an injury this is going to be a fantastic game this is going to be one of the, the games of the semi-finals it's, it's one of them ones that's hidden you know, because of the the all the talks have been on the crowd it happens every time this mm. year that this week every time every year we speak about taking something to a bigger ground well unfortunately we haven't got a better system and otherwise we would have thought about it by now and these things would have been covered so we'd have to talk about this crap it's yeah. sharky's got the right to play where they want to play so if i'm a shark's player i'm i'm so happy we're staying at the shark park because absolutely that's it's it's where i want to be
1: yeah and especially, and this is from a personal perspective. If the Sharks were to lose, I do love the idea that Wade Graham farewells the game on his home deck because yeah, we spoke to Wade the on the Brecky
0: Show through the week, and I said the same mm. thing to him. I said, "If you, yep. you know, this is your last game, it's what a way to go out." He said, "Couldn't couldn't agree more."
1: Yeah, he's he's one of the greats. All right, then this game, which is just oh. who would have thought the Newcastle Knights would be a dollar twenty in week one of the semifinals? This unbelievable. is unbelievable. This is a shift change as well for them. Dane Gagai back in, Hastings, Ponga, Mann, Fitzgibbon, Crossland, Frizzell. They bring in all their big hitters and uh, they take on a Raiders team that, according to Ricky, I love that Ricky, you know, put one hand on the underdog tag as soon as as in the press conference after last week. He said, according to most people, we shouldn't be in finals. No one expected us to be here. So they're there and they, they have to travel to McDonald Jones Stadium.
0: Yeah, well, they're the only team this year that haven't won by 13-plus uh, in the eight. So they're, go- they're not bringing any form in with them.
1: Whatever? Winning- all the- season?
0: All season. The they Raiders haven't won haven't-
1: a game by more than 13 points all season? No. You've blown my tiny little mind with that stat. That's yeah.
0: incredible. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Oh, my seriously. gosh. Seriously. So they're not bringing any any type of form, but you know what? And that's what exactly what Ricky Stewart loves. Um, I, I expect a massive game from Jack Whiten. I think Jack Whiten's going to go out. If he goes out, he's going to go out in a blaze of glory. Um, and that's either by a, a historic victory or a or a historic loss, one of the others. But <laughs> you know, um, Calen Pong is nursing a grade five AC joint injury, which is the highest level you can get. Mm. It's almost you know that's one of them going one of them things where you need heavy heavy painkillers. And you'll see early on in his game whether or not that shoulder is affecting him or not. Because for the last, what, nine games they've won in a row, um, he's been the catalyst for them. And he's slicing runs through that left hand side of their attack or the right hand side of the other person, the other side's defense has been a highlight. We'll know exactly from his first run whether he's thinking about that shoulder or not, whether he goes straight in with 100 miles an hour. Um, And if he does, well, they're in trouble because they need him to win these. They need him if they're going to win the comp, which they they certainly mm-hmm. can. They need Kalen Ponga at 100%. He's not going to be 100%, but they need him to be playing the way he's played for the last nine weeks. And, yeah. Um, Without fear Jackson, of re-injuring that shoulder. Yeah, and they bring back the bloke who is going to be their x factor Jackson Hastings, who has been an unbelievable beacon of, of light for them this year. I, th- I really love the way he's played. Um, they bring back Lockie Fitzgibbon as well, who's a, an experienced back rower. Um, so look, this this game sold out in about, I think, 20, two hours in, in Newcastle by midday when they sold tickets. They, yes, they sold tickets at 10. They sold out by midday. So it's going to be a full house erected. Um, they've been the story of the year along with the Warriors and the Knights. Um, they're the most informed team in the competition, but the stage is set for a massive upset. And the Raiders, can they do it? Of course they can do it. Um, I don't think they will but i think this is going to be one of them games that might go down to the wire and maybe a jackson hastings field goal could could uh, be the difference no one
1: does siege mentality better than ricky stewart and the no Canberra Raiders. so no one. Uh, you're right i've just gone back and looked through their season their biggest win was against the bulldogs in round 25 when they won by 12 points that has yeah. blown my mind yeah. what do you explain just the me, uh, just call me statman that's it. that's awesome that's uh, that's uh, who's, well, it's almost um, unheard of
0: it's almost unheard um, of for a, for a top 8 team
1: yeah, that's why explains why they're for and against is so rubbish. All right, there it is. That is your MG's rugby league rundown finals week one edition of the show. So strap in, MG. So next week you are predicting that we have the Warriors taking on who are the Warriors play if they if they lose to the Panthers.
0: Okay, so this happens. Panthers and Warriors uh, they play the winner of the Knights and Raiders.
1: All right, so you're predicting it's Warriors Raiders in New Zealand. No, I think it's, I think the Knights will beat Raiders. Sorry, Warriors Knights in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, and the Broncos
0: Stormgate, they play the winner of the Sharks and Roosters. So I'm saying that the Sharks. Uh, I'm saying on. the Roosters are going to win.
1: So you think the Roosters take on the Broncos in yep. Brisbane? Yep. Wow. Yep. Drum rolling the table. I'm that excited. All
0: they're right, there ro- are the predictions. The Roosters, the Roosters are on a roll. Time to go solo.
1: The Roosters are rolling, and to think we counted them out. We had them. Oh, we had them
0: shot to pieces, middle of the year. Well, after I think after round 19, Knights and Roosters hey. were 14th and 15th, respectively. They deserve to be. They were They, they were awful.
1: But you know what the Roosters have done, MG? They've done what the bull, what the Rabideaus need to do. They've plugged yes. the leaks. We're not yes. hearing anything come out of that club there we at go. the moment. There we go. All right, got to get out of here, MG. Enjoy the weekend of finals.
0: See you, buddy. Triple M Footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.